Do you like sports? Yeah. Do you like beer? Yeah. Well, the perfect podcast exists for you. Tune in every Monday as I, Jordan, stacks on stacks on stacks, lats. And me, Big Ball and Ben Larson, as we recap the weekend sports, preview upcoming games, and review quality craft brews on the Taproom Sports Podcast. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcast fix. Visit taproomsportspodcast.com for more info. Then he pivots, fakes, chucks the big bomb halfway down the field to our hopefully still wide open tailback. I call it the annexation of Puerto Rico. is up how's it going welcome to apr aka the annexation of puerto rico we are the new football podcast giving you all the ins and outs of every upcoming nfl game this week we've got all our hot picks for both you betters and fantasy gms we are moving into week 13 of this nfl season and we've got the bucks and the panthers on buys this week so make sure to change those fantasy lineups and if you need some extra fantasy insight make sure to check out our own steady eddie on the weekend waiver wire for all the booms and busts of this week's action. I am your host, Big Ball and Ben Larson, here with the crew. We got Jordan Stacks on Stacks on Stacks Lats. Yes, sir. We got Steady Eddie. Yep. And we got Tiffany from Picks by Chicks. How y'all doing tonight? It's a great uh, night. Yeah, glad that week's over. Yeah, it was a, <laughs> it was a long football week. But uh, before we get into this action, Jordan and Tiffany have some shots to take. Tiffany and Jordan took the Jets plus seven over the Dolphins last week, and the Dolphins ended up winning 20 to three. So take it's the last two. time I bet on the Jets this year. We're going to hold Man, you to It's like the only thing I win at. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Down the hatch. Woo. Horrible. Every Woo. single week. <laughs> Uh, all right, so before we get into the, the games of the week, we are going to be talking about the big elephant in the room, the COVID outbreak that has rocked the NFL. I mean, this week it has been absolutely huge. We've seen it all the way back into week two with the Titans. What is going to happen with the remainder of this season? I mean, good question. <laughs> I wish I I wish I could answer that. Yeah, um, right. um you know, this week, this week was rough because why are we bending over backwards for Baltimore? Like Denver literally didn't have a quarterback to play with and we're pushing back Baltimore's game days and days and days. And the problem is, is that the NFL isn't being fair. Like teams are getting fined, they're losing draft picks. And then for other teams, we're postponing games. So I, I just don't understand it. Um, Something I will say is I do appreciate that the NFL is able to rework the schedules. Like, I don't think we've gone without a game, right? Has anybody missed a game? 
Yeah, the Titans. They, they pushed well, it they back push and they back. like reworked yeah. people's bye weeks. I mean, it's it's just a fucked up situation. And I don't think I think there's a lot of shadiness that's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, can we really trust that these teams are like testing positive or testing negative? Like, I I don't believe anything that's going on within the league right now. Well, I think because uh, my first initial opinion of this was exactly the same. Like, why is the NFL bending backwards for good teams? Because it seemed like they were like, hey, if you have a legitimate shot at the playoffs, like, we'll work to make sure that you have a good team to field, whereas the Broncos right. are like, fuck it. But I come to find out that the reason why they're doing that is because the Ravens want to forfeit the game. They don't even want to play. They'll take the L but the NFL is going to lose money. So they're like forcing the Ravens to play the game. So they keep pushing it back. That's ridiculous. That it's all, it all revolves around money at the end of the day. And I don't necessarily think that they're like hiding COVID tests per se, because we would have seen Lamar Jackson play if that was the case. Um, But I, I just think that the players aren't really following the protocol and it's tough, dude. If you have 53 guys on a 53 man roster, plus all the coaches, like you're talking about a hundred people that you have to control. And that's, that's tough to ask for any football, for any, yeah. any team. Yeah. And something that I was hearing about the Baltimore game and, and the reason why they kept pushing that back compared to the others is that the Baltimore team didn't have the virus under control. We saw, you know, Denver and they had their three quarterbacks, and that was that was it. That was the extent of it. They didn't have those extra people testing positive day and after day and after day in. So is Baltimore so, getting the same treatment as the Raiders? Because the Raiders got stripped a draft pick. Plus right. they had to pay like how much in fines, Eddie? Like half a million. Five, it's like yeah, five hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Is that happening to Baltimore? I've never heard of course of not. Anything. Well, we'll see. They're gonna they're gonna do an investigation into it, but you know we never know what that's actually gonna turn up. Are they going to be, you know, fined or is it going to go all the way up to a draft pick? I mean, it should be. They have 19 players right now. Or sorry, 20 players right now. I mean, if you're, saying that, that have if you're saying that they couldn't control it, I mean, that's exactly what they penalized the Raiders for because the Raiders like had no yeah. institutional They're control obviously of what was not going on. So they following protocol. Yeah, yeah right. absolutely. And, and this goes back to like one of our very first episodes of APR we were talking about uh, COVID and I had mentioned that like what happens later down in the road when you have a team that's not in it anymore that who cares if they're going to play again now this is Baltimore right but we've been hearing for like the last month all like the grumblings coming out of Baltimore that the team's not together you know the Lamar's calling out the coaches in the in the media uh, Hollywood Brown sending his tweets saying like you need to use me you know I Everything that's been going on with Baltimore lately, you got Harbaugh trying to fight other teams. <laughs> and then now they're the team that has the yeah. big COVID outbreak, right? Like they they clearly are, I, in my opinion, Baltimore's kind of checked out for the season. They fought uh, today though, bro. They fought. I mean. But they also yeah, didn't play again, Ingram or I Dobbins. So yeah, did they really? I honestly think Pittsburgh didn't really take this game too seriously, yeah. in my opinion. Um I mean, you have two it before the game going out saying, like, everyone pad the stats. You know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure, like, they all kind of had that idea going in. But for, like, the rest of the season, like, we don't have many more weeks left where we can push these games back to Wednesday, yeah. right? Like, right now, Baltimore gets to play Tuesday, but yet the Steelers have to play on Monday. Like, that doesn't seem very fair. They both should be playing on Tuesday, but that's whatever. Uh, and if this happens again, let's say, like, week 16 – 
right? We can't, I mean, we're pushing games back to week 17. Like, I feel like the week 18 thing is actually going to happen. Like there's, I don't see this not happening again. You know, I mean, look at the NBA, for example, they have what 48 positive tests in their first yeah. run of. I was bound COVID to happen tests. though. Yeah. Coming, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a little different because they weren't like, you know, playing at this time. They're all on vacation, whatever. Uh, but yeah. I don't know. I just see it happening again. And if it happens again later in the season, like what happens if what happens if it happens in yeah. like the playoffs? What do we do then? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I was I was just about to ask that, like what happens in the playoffs? Because they interviewed Roger Goodell at halftime and they even asked him, like, do you see a scenario where you guys go in a bubble? And he said no. So. Right. So, I mean, I'm just saying, like, let's say it's the, you know, divisional playoff and it's the Chiefs and whoever. Well, this is the thing, though vaccines are rolling now end of december i guarantee the nfl is gonna pay money to get oh, all their probably vaccinated. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that's true like and i mean a vaccine comes out i hope so because like one it's just good for the country uh good for the world and then two like i don't know i just don't i i can't see a, a positive scenario where they're having to extend games or extend playoff weeks like it's going to be unfair advantages throughout the whole playoffs but a team in the playoffs you think would be a little more responsible, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, they haven't shown that they have been responsible no. yet. So, I mean, well, the Seattle Seahawks are the only team that hasn't had a positive test. Really? So they say. Yep. And they were also the ones to kick out the uh, the draft pick, you know, over, right. over the uh, offseason. So they're taking it seriously, but they seem to be the only ones. Russell Wilson – because he's like a cat over there. <laughs> That's Russell yeah. Wilson is the reason why COVID hasn't struck the No, it's the Pacific the Northwest. Yeah. They're yeah. just responsible. <laughs> That's not true either, but <laughs> we, we won't move into that. All right, well, let's move into these uh, not-so-prime-time games. So the NFL has given us a break from these garbage Thursday night football games this week, but don't worry, we get to talk the Patriots next week. So like always, we're going to go through these not so primetime games, breaking them up between the group, shying away from the games that we all have consensus on. So we are going to be starting with the Saints visiting the Falcons. Right now, the Falcons are a three-point underdog. Eddie, what do you, uh, how do you see this game going? Yeah, so let's just start off and just say that Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. Thank you. Uh, I think we can all agree there. <laughs> he's a great player, uh, though. He is a he's a Lamar Jackson that can run people over. So uh, we all know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Definitely not uh, as fast, though. No, no, no. That's why he has to have the power, you know. Um, but uh, and I hope that like Peyton seeing that and like we get to see James here uh, uh, at some point this season. Um, and let's be honest, though, Taysom has only really played one game because uh, last week doesn't really count. Uh, you know, you get to play the Broncos. Even last week, though, he only threw for 78 yards. Uh, it's, for a quarterback, that's just terrible. I think he almost ran for more yards than he threw. But the reason that the Saints are going to win this game is because of their defense. Uh, I mean, they're second in the league in yards given up, fifth in the league in points allowed, second in the league in yards per play at 4.8 yards per play, and fifth in the league in turnovers forced with 18. Fourth in the league in 63 tackles for a loss. I don't really think I need to go on, but I could uh, if you wanted to. Uh, long story short, the Saints defense is for real. Um, we don't really give them the same credit, I feel like, as we give other teams just because their offense 
defense has always been like the main focal point of their team, but uh, the Saints defense is no joke. And I think that they're going to get it. They're going to get, have a good game here against Atlanta. Hence why I'm going with the Saints. I agree. Um, I don't think it matters that Taysom Hill can't go because he can run and so can the rest of the Saints. And like Eddie said, their defense is solid. So that is enough for them to win and cover the three points. Yeah, I mean, I was I was initially going to be leaning Falcons here, but I mean, most of that was the big worry about Kamara and Thomas being on that questionable designation. Uh, but they did practice today, so we're going to likely see them play. And, you know, Atlanta's defense is really what scares me here. It's allowing 407 yards. And, you know, with Tiffany's point about Hill, Kamara, Harris, and Murray, like they run the ball and – you know, 166 yards with three TDs last game that they played. I mean, they literally ran all over them. And, you know, the Saints are going to beat the Falcons again. Yep. No, they're not. And, I mean, dude, like, let's be honest with ourselves right now. Like, Eddie basically put a lot of a lot of information out there to why you should fade the Saints. And then he picked the Falcons. Taysom Hill was not good. If the Broncos weren't on a wide receiver at quarterback who had zero reps at quarter at quarterback at all, they didn't even practice with them at quarterback. The Saints wouldn't have not have covered that game. Like Taysom Hill looked like shit. He only threw for 76 yards and an interception. He wasn't accurate at all. You're not going to be able to just run the wildcat all day. At some point, these are professional football teams. They'll figure you out and they will exploit your weakness. Now, last week we saw the Falcons. They were they're not a good defensive team, but they shut down a very good Oakland. Uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders team. Uh, uh, Las Vegas was fifth in offense heading into that game. They left the game eleventh in offense. That's how dominant that Falcons defense was. Since Dan Quinn's been fired, Atlanta's four and two straight up, and they're four and two against the spread. Last time these team these two teams played in Atlanta, Atlanta shocked the world. That was like the start of their. Uh, six and one to end the season i like atlanta here i like the way they looked yesterday at home give me the three points all day see and you talked about you know the you know the saints not showing up against denver last week but is that a you know kind of overlooking game you know like we talked about you know earlier it could have been really playing for Taysom it hills play, has played two games and in, one of those games, games were the falcons though and they killed them no, they won 24 to 9 and a big part of why they won was because they held the Saints to under 50 yards in the second half and they basically yeah. won on defense. Taysom Hill but, didn't have to do anything. Right. He threw for like 250 yards. For, but I just think the defense <laughs> for the Saints is going to overpower that Falcons offense. It. Now, yeah. at the same token, yes, the Falcons offense that is their like number one weapon obviously. Uh, and their defense like the one thing that they did last week against the Raiders was they just blitzed the world. Like, it seemed like they were blitzing 100 people, even though you only allow 11 guys on the field. Uh, they were just able to get that pressure. Uh, the difference is, I think Taysom Hill will be able to run away from that pressure. Uh, and, and he's not looking to throw the ball anyway. So um, exactly. that's where that's kind of where I'm leaning the Saints. I just think it's a a better matchup with uh, Hill in there than even if Breeze was in there, because Breeze would just kind of be a sitting target. And y'all gonna see every time you guys fade, every time I'm alone, I always end up winning. So mm-hmm. we got to know about that. But we're, gonna, uh, we're gonna continue that streak. <laughs> on. Yeah, 
And we're going to continue on to these next two games. <laughs> but uh, we're going to move on to the Lions uh, heading into Chicago. Right now, uh, the the Bears have surprisingly have a, a, a three-point favor here, but we are all leaning Lions. So that is going to move us on to another one of our uh, our games that we're all leaning the same way, and that's the Packers versus the Eagles. Eagles are heading into Green Bay. They're the uh, nine and a half point underdogs, but uh, we still think Packers are going to take this to the house. Hey, I'm before so glad we, we're not talking not about right. the Eagles. Before, so before we move on, though, I, when I was researching these games the last two days, I realized, you know, the Packers have only played three teams with a record over 500. Yep. Yeah, we were talking about that. That's nuts. And they're one and two against those teams. Well, yeah, luckily the Eagles are the Eagles. Yeah, so are you taking the Eagles? So. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're good. <laughs> I think we're good. I cannot take the hey, Eagles Carson. after last week. Hey, but uh, they covered awful. the six and a half. That's, That's true. That That's true. But let's uh, move on to this next game. This is one that has a surprisingly big spread. We've got the Bengals heading into Miami uh, to play the Dolphins. Right now, the spread's sitting at 11 and a half points in the Dolphins' favor. Uh, Jordan, who do you like on this one? I don't really like this game at all. I don't like either. Me neither. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is uh, two teams that are they're two of the best teams against the spread. Bengals are 7-3-1. Dolphins are 8-3. and three. Um, If Tua plays this game, I I actually like really lean the Bengals. Tua hasn't looked good last time he was out there. They I don't know if he was hurt or they benched him last game because they said he was going to be the starter and then he didn't even play. So yeah, I don't know. Something about a thumb. Yeah, but they said after the Denver game, they were like, "Oh yeah, he's not that hurt. He's going to play the next game." And then he didn't even play. So right, right. I don't know what the fuck is going on in Miami, but they didn't really look that good against the Jets last week. Um, they did cover, but they didn't look great. And I, I don't know, like, I don't really have any, like, definitive information on why I'm taking the Bengals here. I just cannot give 11 and a half points to a Dolphins team with, if Fitzgerald or to a, his playing quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, and, and the 11 and a half points is really what gets me, too. Uh, and for some reason, even without Burrow, that the Bengals find a way to stay in the game. And out of their 11 games, like, they've only lost by 10 points twice. And, you know, again, even one of those was uh, one of the close games was last week when Burrow wasn't out. Same with the week before. So Bengals just find that way. Yeah, but that's with Burrow in the game. And does anybody even they know? Were, they were still with, with in the game last week. Last week and who'd the week they play, before. Who'd they Burrow play last week? The Giants. Okay, there you go. Who lost there Daniel you go. Yeah, but I'm, <laughs> the Giants Dolph are moving up. The Dolphins They're, aren't like uh, – they're not going to like kill you on offense. They're not a great offensive team. It's just their, their defense really puts it on you. And you think a defense can cover 11 and a half. Points? 100% against the Bengals. I don't know. They did it last. I week. don't know who, who's even their backup quarterback. I have no idea. Brandon yeah, Allen. Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know one person on the Bengals. I mean, 11 and a half is a lot. T. Higgins. Oh, yeah. The Clemson. Okay, oh. fair Nixon, enough. But you need, Boyd, yeah, but you need, you need a, core, a quarterback <laughs> to throw to a wide receiver. And they don't have their quarterback right now. So I'm taking 11 Jim, and a half Miami. You're not, you're not wrong. I 11 mean, and a half is just it's so a lot. much. It's a lot. T. Higgins sure. is. Yeah. Lee Higgins is good enough to probably throw the ball to himself, let's be honest. Hey, I would love to see uh, that. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the story of this game, though, uh, that 
we're all that we're all talking about is really going to be the Dolphins pressure that they're able to put on the Bengals. The Bengals offensive line is the worst offensive line in football. Uh, they allow trash. the most sacks. They allow the most sacks in the league. And I mean, they allowed their number one court like prize possession to rip up his knee. Uh, he, I think he was getting average of sacks like five five sacks a week. Um, we really and he was on pace. He was on pace to break David Carr's oh, record. Oh my gosh! Not Derek Carr. Do David you think? Bad. Do you think Wentz this is like, was the most? Yeah, no, I think Wince is the most yeah, sacked now. Is trash. it now? Oh, okay. But yeah. do you think Eagles this could be too. a game that a team like the Dolphins could like totally overlook? Like. You know, they're coasting, they're in a playoff spot. You know, Cincinnati coming down the South Beach, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to win this game. You All know, right, take so a money line. There you go. One, Good money line bet for you. So, <laughs> so the one thing, though, that like with uh, the, the coasting games, I think at this point in the season, with as tight as the AFC is, I don't think any team's necessarily in that coast mode because uh, every game's yeah. important. Like, like last, like just take like last week for example. Every game is important in the NFL, regardless. But they're still regardless. Human. But when you're, but when you're two and two or three and two early in the year, you're not thinking about like the end of the year. Like right now, it's like the what the final five games. And if you look, Miami is in a playoff spot right now. Um, so I don't necessarily think they're going to be looking past it. I do think that if Tua plays, that I, I mean, either way, I'm not betting it, but if Tua plays, I don't want to play the Dolph- bet the Dolphins either. I think the Bengals will cover. Um, yeah. That being said, I, wonder, I, I think the Dolphins' defense is good enough to hold the Bengals under seven points. Oh, for sure. But is the, is the Dolphins' offense good enough to score three cover? touchdowns? They got yeah. 20. They won 20 to three last week. <laughs> Against the shitty ass Jets. I mean, the Bengals are <laughs> shitty and they're better than the Jets. <laughs> all right well we've talked about that game enough we're going to be moving on to our next one of these not so prime times we've got the jacksonville jaguars heading into minnesota to play the vikings i think this is the biggest uh spread that the vikings have got this year uh right now they're sitting at nine points ahead of jag the jaguars uh, Tiffany, who do you like in this one? And you just said it right there. Like nine points is way too many for the Vikings to be giving up. And you guys keep fading the Jags. It is and the, the Jags keep covering, you guys. They're they're covering. And the Vikings still are not good. Nine is way too many for the Vikings to give up. So I'm on the Jags. Like it was like what three years ago that Mike Glennon was like a prize possession as a free agent quarterback. Was it that soon? Uh, I mean, the Bears paid him. <laughs> yeah, the Bears. Bears. The Bears that paid him, right? Yeah. I mean, the Bears would pay anybody. But the same year uh, they drafted uh, Mitch Trubisky. Right, right. So that's uh, how much I mean, they Glenn, believed in him. <laughs> they drafted a guy for like in the first they, round. That's true. It's like uh, with the new age Matt Flynn. Um, but uh, the thing with Glennon, though, like. When he plays, he doesn't look terrible, but he doesn't look good. He's just like that average middle of the road. Like you'll probably never like win more than six games with them, but you're always going to be like competitive, like Josh McCown status. You know what I mean? Like Josh McCown was the king of making you think you're going to win just to blow it at the end. Um, <laughs> but I don't think like the stats necessarily are going to matter too much in this one. Uh, the, the one thing that is the Vikings, they don't win games big. They the largest vic- uh, spread of victory this year. It was 14 points, and that was to the Lions. Um, 
and that was a team coached by Matt Patricia. So, I mean, I don't know how much you can really hold to that. Um, I think the uh, Jaguars, though, have 0% chance of winning. Uh, the Vikings are going to win this game. Uh, just to, I just don't think they're going to cover the nine. Man, I'm, I'm going to leave, leave the stats out of this, but uh, I, I've got to rebuke Tiffany <laughs> here. Jacksonville is 1-10 and and is 5-6 and six against the That's spread. Okay. Minnesota is five and six and six and five against the okay, spread. So you let got me do me. that you calculation. Got me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me. The numbers are pointing show, to the Vikings here. So still taking the Jags. <laughs> yeah, nah, Ben, I'm with you, bro. I mean, Jacksonville is 32nd in defensive DVOA. They're 29th against the run. Minnesota is six in rushing. I see Minnesota just running this ball down Jacksonville's throat. Mike Glennon has never won a game in a dome. He's seven and twenty-three as a starter. <laughs> How did he get paid? I hate dude? those dome. I hate those dome numbers. It's man. a horrible well, usually, stat. Uh, just admit it. It's a yeah, horrible usually, stat. Usually, every quarterback is better in domes, but this guy is not. True. He's worse True. in domes. That doesn't even make it sense. <laughs> I wonder if it's because like the lights in the dome shine off his dumbass head. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> just blinds the receiver. But he's got a—he's got such a long neck, dude. He can see over everything. <laughs> you, you should never all get a ball right, back. All right. oh I got Vikings I minus nine here. I'm with Let's you, Jordan. I think we're moving away from the game, though. But uh, we're gonna move into our, our next not so prime time. Uh, we've got the Raiders he- heading in to the New York Jets um, with a seven and a half point favor towards the Raiders. Um. I don't know if I dare do this since we're talking Raiders, but Eddie, will, will you take this one first? A-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. They're going to cover. Uh, hold on, I got to hear, I got to hear why you're taking yes, the Jets other than you're just mad at the Raiders. I'm extremely upset. John Gruden, John Gruden was so unprepared. It was ridiculous. On top of that, he made poor coaching decisions. We need to make a segment on why are you going for it on fourth and one when you should just kick the field goal. That's a great segment, as, like, actually. Like, we can just put Gruden right on it because he pretty much cost him the game on their first offensive guy. First. Secondly, the offensive line injuries finally caught up with the Raiders, I think, last week. They just couldn't block everybody. Uh, and the third, there was, I mean, the game all around was bad, except the Raiders' defense played well in the first half when it was so competitive. And then once they got out of hand, it was just over. I think the Falcons started on the Raiders' side of the field on five of their drives, which is fucking pathetic. Uh, that's a total John Gruden-esque shit game that he does. He's always done it in his career. I can remember back in the 2000s when he would do the same thing. He lost the game to Pittsburgh when they weren't that good with Gannon thinking it was fucking third down and it was really fourth down. So it's kind of expected every year, but it still doesn't help when you watch it. Uh, I'm really just picking the Jets because I don't, I just don't want to talk about the Raiders. <laughs> can we get that on repeat? Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what we need to get on repeat. But Eddie, my man, I know you're taking the Jets because you just think that it's going to like be some, you know, if you take the Raiders in this game, they're going to lose for sure. But you're right, dude. The Raiders are going to win this game and they're going to win big. The Jets are fucking dog shit. And that's all I can say about that. But the Raiders love to make bad quarterbacks look great. 
And this is, I have a feeling it's going to happen again. Oh, we've got two nah. bad quarterbacks on the after, Jets. So. After getting mollywopped by the Falcons, if they beat the Falcons, I would be with you, dude. Like, this would be a letdown situation, but they got their letdown. Like, this is a game they have to win at this point. Oh, yeah. We're just course. talking, you were just talking about overlooking teams and having to win in December and all that shit, but it don't count Problem for the Raiders. Was, no, the problem was they didn't overlook the Falcons. The Falcons just beat the shit out of them. And that looked like so, they overlooked to me. So it is a, a Jets game. Are we putting a shot no, on this one? Uh, no. No. We're <laughs> not. No and more the other shots reason on too, the, I mean, no, the main yeah, reason no why more, I'm taking no the Jets, the main reason I'm taking the Jets here is because we all know what our record is when we all pick the same thing. Exactly. We did good last week. So yeah, we were 500 last That's week. That's good. I, I can't afford 500 right now. The Raiders need to win every game. Yeah, true. <laughs> I think the Raiders just had a bad game last week. Like, the, you they know, Every team has a bad day, and I'm so tired of the Jets making me take shots. I had to take a shot today. I had to take a shot last week when I didn't pick them. And <laughs> <laughs> Darnold, I hate Darnold. He is hey, – I do not like Darnold. You know hey how I no. feel about any USC player. Um, one of the worst quarterbacks in the league, in my opinion. Oh, yep. wow. I said it. Oh, I, would I said it. He's All bad. Right. Like, I would pick Flacco no. over Darnold. In a league with Mitch Trubisky? Oh, true. Oh. Yeah, Trubisky's pretty bad. But Trubisky didn't go to USC, so hey, he's got that. In two years when Darnold's playing for either Pittsburgh or Indianapolis or New or, or uh, New England, Tiffany, you're going to remember this. He's not good. Gonna like, he's not going to be in the league at all because he's bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> all right so we've got yeah. we've got the jets becoming the third team to go 0 and 16 the sixth team to be winless throughout the whole season but we are going to be moving on to this next game we've got the colts heading into into houston right now colts have a three-point favor jordan who do you like on this game man we're jumping back on the colts this is a bounce back game <laughs> Uh, when when deforest buckner went out last week i actually bet on the titans because with, that, with no DeForest Buckner, I knew that fucking Henry is going to have a big day. They were going to be able to run the ball. Obviously, when Tennessee can run the ball, they're really good. Uh, but here, the Texans are coming off, you know, two wins, two good wins. Deshaun Watson looks good again. He looks like one of the best quarterbacks teams. in the – yes, definitely against shitty teams. But he has no Fuller now. And without Fuller, he has no Cobb. Like I don't even know who the fuck he's throwing the ball to right now. So did they just cut Kenny Stills too? Yeah, yeah and they cut Kenny Stills. They're down. Um, the one thing that does hurt the Colts are down two starting offensive linemen this week. Houston's twenty seventh against the run, so I wonder if you know that indie offensive line is usually very dominant. So I wonder if they can be that dominant self. Regardless, I have to lay the three points here. I definitely see them bouncing back. Philip Rivers has been better. He wasn't that good last week because he had to play catch up the whole game because his defense kept allowing Derrick Henry to fucking run for, you know, 25 yard touchdowns all fucking game. I like the Colts to bounce back here. Minus three. Let's take it. Yeah. And you mentioned Phillip Rivers and, you know, I, I don't trust him one bit because he's known for turning the ball over. And we talk every week about how we have to have that ball management. And I, I just don't see that happening against the, the Texans here. They're, 30th in you're sorry 32nd dead fucking last in turnovers and 28th in interceptions so that's not something that we'll really have to worry about that and with the Colts D I mean it's it's gonna be a W here 
Yeah, like you mentioned, like the Colts last week, right? I think that was their definitely their worst uh, defensive performance of the year. Uh, they gave up 449 yards, season high. Uh, 249 of those yards, though, uh, came on the ground. You know, no, and no Buckner, dude. Exactly. That's your, that's the exact point I was trying to get at. Like, they still didn't allow many yards through the air. I think it was like 200 yards, 220 yards, whatever it was before the sacks get taken out. Um, so that's, I mean, they're still, their pass defense isn't the issue. And the Texans can't run the ball. Like Duke Johnson is not the answer. Uh, last year he burned me in fantasy because I thought he was going to have a big year. Um, you mean David Johnson? No, Duke no David Johnson. Johnson's still out. Duke Johnson's oh. the backup. Oh yeah, that's right. They got yeah. both yes. Johnsons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and like you said, man, like the biggest key to this game is that they don't have Will Fuller. Um, like Will Fuller was, like I said, he was turning into that number one option, and now you don't you take away that option. Like, who is he gonna throw to? Like, I, don't, I can't even name a receiver. Dude. No, same here. I have no idea who he's gonna throw to. I actually can't believe that this line actually still ha- or this game has a line. I can't imagine it's gonna be in too many books this week. Um, but yeah, I think it's easy money for the Colts. <laughs> With that being said. No. I love when you guys fade my picks because they keep winning. And in my <laughs> everyone says I know, that. It's we gotta true. check this Yeah, it's true. We definitely do. But going off of that, like easy money, in my opinion, this is a trap game because the spread seems way too good to be true. Like, why would Indy only be giving up three? They're clearly the better team. This is one of those games that will hit you with the Houston backdoor coverage, just like we saw with Seattle and Philly on Monday. So I'm on the Texans. Tiffany, you were one and oh last week. What on best bets? What are you talking about? No, no, no. I'm saying you were when you faded when we were when all the us three were against you last week. It was only one game and you were you won. I'm talking about game. all time, yo. Uh, and hello, one and that. oh, that's a great record. You'll be winning money. That is <laughs> that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's a great that's record. Not a big enough sample size. <laughs> Oh, hey, man. she's undefeated. I'm that's undefeated. My, that's my Jordan. homework for this. My homework for this week. I'm gonna go back over all our picks, and I'm. We're gonna see our. I think I'm three and zero or four zero, to be honest. I think honestly, I think when one person is on the game, no matter who it is, I think that the record is way better than when. Sounds about right. right. I, one think the other way. <laughs> I think that's. But true. let's let's move to uh, our not so good record because we all have the Rams minus Uh-oh. three here going into Arizona. See, this so, was me doing what Eddie was trying to do. Yeah. He, Jedi you know, mind he, tricks over there. So I'm taking the Rams here. So the Cardinals will win. Yeah, all right. Uh, I think Kyler's Kyler's shoulder might say otherwise, but uh, let's move into the next game. We've got the giants heading into Seattle right now. The Giants are eight and a half point underdogs without Daniel Jones in. So we are all heading on that Seahawks train. Yep. Yep. And I can't uh, believe I'm like making a decision because Daniel Jones isn't playing. I know. I mean, would you take yeah, the Giants that's, that's if Daniel tough. Jones was playing? Probably not. Uh, no. no, I probably actually. <laughs> really? <laughs> It yeah, wouldn't yeah, be at eight and a half. Probably though. wouldn't be at eight but, and a half uh, if he was playing. No, you're right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, do that yeah. Wayne Gallman, man. He's Wayne good. Gallman's like playing like yeah, a stud, dude. Huh. He's going to save my fantasy right. season. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> All right. Well, let's move into this last uh, not-so-prime-time game. we got a, a real nail-biter <laughs> here. Uh, we've got the Patriots heading into Los Angeles to play the Chargers. It's still weird saying Los Angeles Chargers, too. But uh, yep. we're uh, 
I'm going to start this one off. Um, and really, it's just my tr no, no trust in post-COVID cam. And, uh, you know, I just really don't like the Patriots. They were too good for too long, and now it's time for them to lose. So let's uh, have the rookie of the year take another one here. Nah, they still have the best coach in the game regardless. And that Five straight losses this right. year? It doesn't matter. He's back on track. They're five and six. They're in the playoff line. Oh, come on. Belichick is 19 and five against rookie quarterbacks. That's all I'm going to say. When he has <laughs> Tom Brady, come on. Well, I mean, that's the sample size we're talking about, but still, <laughs> like, his defenses always, like, I mean, we're seeing Tom Brady without Bill Belichick this year. He looks like a totally different quarterback. Obviously, he's 43 years old, yeah. but we can make that argument I mean, for Brady with Belichick and back and forth and vice versa. And I sure. think we do. Yeah, I. I mean, you can even say that Belichick won the game last week for him. Yeah, uh, he shut Kyler down. I don't know how much yeah. of that was injury, but yeah. I mean, a little bit was, but at the same time, I too, I think too, Larry Fitzgerald playing, he makes that catch uh, that Kirk dropped, and it's a different ball game. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. But um, the thing is, like, I'm looking at the stats for both these teams, and like, nothing jumps out at me as to like why you would pick one team over the other. Um, Nope. the lines you know, the only th <laughs> yeah all right you know like the only thing like takeaway i really take from it is that um the chargers are second in the league with 280 passing yards a game um and they have two big weapons right you have williams on one side and you have allen on the other uh the patriots are really good with gilmore shutting it down but when you get to that second that uh, second side that's kind of where their weakness is uh, in their secondary so um with that being said i just think the main stat that Jordan said with 19 and five against rookie quarterbacks is going to come through again. And that's why I'm taking the Patriots. Um, I'm on the chargers and I don't, I don't have a lot to say. I just think they're the better team. I like Herbert and they're getting a point, but this is toss up. This is like coin flip for me. But Lynn, yeah, this is yeah, definitely a 50. And Lynn just yeah. came out and pretty much told the team like, Hey guys, we ain't going to make the playoffs this year. We suck. So let's just try to look good. Public is fading the Patriots, though. Uh -oh. It went from a pick em to then minus one, so makes me like the Chargers even more. Dude, oh yeah, you got to fade the public, though. The public yeah, be. you got to fade the public, always. Yeah, I bet you a lot of shark money will be on this game before Sunday. Nope. It probably was on a pick em. It, it was on them. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself Shark, but uh, I'll be betting on the Patriots. Well, Sharp's so. always uh, Sharp's always ride fucking Belichick, dude. Right. Well, that's, that's the smart thing to do. Um, but yeah, so uh, those were all the uh, not-so-primetime games. So uh, now we're going to hear a word from our Taproom Sports Network affiliate. What's the matter? I need help with my fantasy football team. I play fantasy football. You think I can help you with that? No way. I'm going to ask the pros. What do you mean the pros? Alexa, play. Weekend Waiver Wired on Spotify. 
Tune in every weekend for the Weekend Waiver Wire, hosted by me, Steady Eddie Martin. Brought to you by Taproom Sports, where I give you all the ins and outs for the upcoming Fantasy Week. You need some help getting that W? I'm your man. Join me every Saturday as I turn you into a Bill Belichick-level Fantasy GM. Brought to you by Taproom Sports. Keep up to date with everything Taproom Sports to our website. Okay, so this might not be the game of the week, but we're sick of talking about the Packers and the Eagles, and damn, those Eagles really do suck so we are going to talk about our game of the week the cleveland browns as a five and a half point underdog heading into tennessee to meet the titans tiffany who do you like on this game you guys the browns are a fraud team you should not take the browns Mm, but all of you are so that's amazing um why are they fraudulent what do you mean they don't play anybody good neither do the packers so you would tr- you would trust Baker Mayfield over Aaron Rodgers yeah, is what you're saying? No, no one. That's no, what you no just said. said. That I'm just saying. Oh. No, I literally did not say that. <laughs> you I just it. you said that they haven't played anyone. They haven't Too played anyone. On the quarterback. They haven't played anyone. Okay, the so they're good. So they're good on the run. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't yep. think that they're any mm-hmm. better. I don't think that they're better than Tennessee at all. I trust Tannehill over Baker any day. Both of these teams can run. That's for sure. Tennessee's defense has been playing really well. And the Titans blew out Indy by like 25 points. And they're only giving five up five and a half to the Browns. I love the Titans here. And this is going to be a best bet of mine. Just in spite of you. You know who else beat the Colts? You know who else beat the Colts? The Browns. So? And yep, hundred. But you said they don't beat anyone that's good. Yep, and you're so. How much did they beat them by? Argument as well as saying that the Titans beat the Colts. So, um, exo facto. All right, shot that. They're exactly the same. <laughs> All right, shot okay, that. perfect. Well, the thing is, that these two teams are exactly the same. Like in every yeah, in every stretch of the yep. imagination. Like so, I yep. even like what tried to find a stat where they were different, and I couldn't. So one stat, it's like a crazy stat I've never really even heard of in my life was that um, the Titans are negative 20 and a half points, expected points contributed by the rush defense, meaning they give up. Yeah, I'm like, what does that mean? They've given up a total total of 20 points less than the average team because of their run defense, where the Browns have given up negative 19.25. So again, it's a one-point difference on a stat no one's ever heard of before. So when you add that in, both teams can run the ball. Both teams have suspect quarterback play. I mean, I've seen Tannehill. I don't think Tannehill's play. suspect. I think he, yeah, not he is suspect. I think if they don't, he doesn't if they have don't age, run the ball. The Titans are they're like nineteen and one when uh, Derrick Henry runs for over hundred hundred yards. Right, and when he does, they're not good. If he doesn't have AJ Brown catching and running, he doesn't get. He does have AJ Brown yards. Best. I'm saying if he doesn't but have AJ Brown, Tannehill. Is none of that even matters if they. If they can't run the ball, none of that matters because everything Tennessee does off the pass comes off the play action. So if you're stuffing the run, then teams can go back. Eddie, I'm with you. The one thing that that made me pick Cleveland, because it was five and a half, dude. If it was like three or less, I would probably take Tennessee here. But you're right, dude. Both these teams are very identical. They both play the exact same way. They're both not great defensively. But Cleveland is better defensively. Tennessee's been Tennessee's, way better yep. on defense in the last three games. Nope. Cleveland has the better rushing defense. And Cleveland has that Miles Garrett yeah. who's back this week. Yep. Tennessee yep. has a better quarterback. And, and to make your 
to make uh, your <laughs> guys' points of how <laughs> same these teams are, to make that point, so the total yards for and against in passing and rushing for both teams are within 20 yards. Points against are within 0.1 points. Tennessee is outscoring on average only five. So it they are literally like mirror right. teams here. Yeah. And the other reason, but take other the reason, points. Yeah, yeah. Other reason I'm leaving, leaning Cleveland here is the difference is Cleveland has a two-headed attack on uh, in the running game. So they beat you two different ways. Basically, Chubb gets the ball in the first quarter. He weakens the defense. They give it to Hunt the second and third quarter, who stretches the defense, gets them tired by running. Then they bring in Chubb in the fourth quarter, and he annihilates the tired defense and gets his yards and his touchdowns. That's an MO that they've used on offense since um, uh, OBJ has gone down. It's taken Baker Mayfield out of the game, which is a positive. Uh, oh. And Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Eddie. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. And I'm just saying that I think the Browns have figured out their style of winning. And with that being like the Browns, just their run game, I think is better with two uh, a premier running backs than with Derrick Henry being the one. But Derrick Henry's a monster, so I could be wrong. I was going to say, like, both these teams want to win the same way. And so it'll be interesting because I think this is the kind of game that if, like, one of these teams jumps ahead by two scores, like, it's over. Yeah, I would so say that too. The Browns like jump ahead 10-0, it's over. If the Titans jump ahead 10-0, it's over. Like that's just how these two teams play. Yeah. Like if Cleveland's playing down 10 two scores, like they're not gonna be able to win because they can't run the ball and vice versa. All right. Yeah. Well, one that I don't think is is gonna be as close as this one is gonna be our our next game on uh our mon- on Monday, excuse me, Sunday night here. And that's gonna be the Denver Broncos heading into Kansas City. Um, this one has a 14 point spread. And uh you know, Eddie, tell me why you like this one. I don't. I hate this game. <laughs> uh, there oh, it is. <laughs> so tell uh, me how you really feel. So basically I hate myself uh because <laughs> I have to pick between two teams that I hate more than any other team in the league. Uh Denver, the reason that I'm actually siding with Denver here is uh Denver's defense is pretty good i mean they're top 10 defense in the league and i think that's the reason fangio will probably keep his job after this year unfortunately well maybe not unfortunately because he's a terrible head coach I don't know about but that. um he, great defensive coordinator great though. defensive coordinator and he's going to get to use the COVID excuse too um so i think that he's going to at least get another crack at it uh elway definitely is the cog that needs to leave but that's a different topic for a different day um but the thing is, is that I think it's going to be another one of those cruise control games for the Chiefs. Like they're just going to, they know they're going to win. They're going to go up big like they did uh, against Tampa last week. And they're just going to kind of, you know, just coast to the end. Um, Denver, like if we mentioned before, Denver's defense is pretty good. And it's a division game. Uh, division games are always going to be close. I mean, we saw earlier, we saw with the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs. Uh, again, it was Herbert's first game, so they didn't have film on him. Um, but Herbert was able to keep it close, took that game to overtime. Uh, and I don't think the Broncos' defense is going to be as dumb as Tampa Bay's defense and try to play man coverage on Tyree Kill. Uh, it doesn't work. You can't do it. You can't cover them. The only way to slow this offense down in the Chiefs, which when I say slow it down means they only score 35 on you, <laughs> uh, is you got to play that zone blitz uh, and play a lot of zone coverage. Like you have to be able to drop uh, eight back and rush three and try to generate some pressure, which I think the Broncos can do. Chubb's a monster. So um, – 
I, with that being said, I just think that the Broncos lose, uh, but backdoor cover central here. Eddie, you said that it's a division game. It's going to be played close. So let me ask you this. On October 25th, these two yeah. teams played. What was what the score of this game? Six. Yeah, but okay, let's take a look at this. 43 to 16. That's it was a shellacking. Look at the grand scheme of the NFL, though. Like, I've, what's gotten better as the years gone on? As the years gone on, defenses or offenses? Yeah, but the one thing is, is you said that. Look at last week. I think last week is an anomaly because the Chiefs were playing a team in a different conference, a team that they could see maybe potentially. I don't really think so, but potentially in the Super Bowl. It's a division game, so if you put your foot on your division rival's neck, like, dude, that's what they always want to do. Uh, yeah, the, I, I just see, think the Chiefs could have. The Chiefs could have put up sixty last week, and they decided that they weren't going to. They could have. They could have, but it wasn't a division right. Like, I feel that they would do that to the Broncos all day. I mean, they showed that they've done it before, forty-three sixteen. So I don't, man, I don't know. Like, Chubb also missed that game. It doesn't matter, dude. It's Patrick Mahomes. They're like Chubb. 14 and 1. Doesn't Chubb pay, play for Cleveland? No, nah, he's talking about Bradley oh, Chubb. Gotcha. The defensive Bradley end. Chubb, their DN. Yeah. So, Jordan, I do want to go back to the that week six game that you were talking about because that was actually a lot more, you know, equal than that score did relate. I'm I'm with you. I think Kansas City is going to take this by the 14. But Denver did have 411 yards in that game. but yeah, they're they playing down by over, three scores. Yeah, but no, but they turned over the ball four times. Like, that was the big thing. So, and, and they turned over the ball when they were in the red zone, I think, twice there. Yeah, through two picks so, in the end zone. Yeah, that's – it should be a little bit closer. But, I mean, we're talking about last week, though. You can't you can't disregard what Tyreek Hill did. You can't disregard what Mahomes did. Like – those were two incredible games. They do that to everybody every and, week. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But and, and it's going to happen again. I just think that was a poor game plan by Tampa Bay last week. You cannot cover Tyreek Hill one on one without a safety over the top. You can't. It's impossible. And they tried to do it the whole first quarter. But he was he was killing them in everything, dude. He was killing them in the mid. He was killing yeah, them he was one, one on one over the top. They didn't have two guys on. They were doubling Kelsey. They even came out and said that their goal for last for that game was to take out Kelsey. You can't do that. You can't do you it. You can't do that. Your goal is to let Mahomes run on you. That's the problem with Kansas City is you can't, you can't take out any of their weapons because they just – That's why too you many of them. So many. If you drop eight, yeah. you let Mahomes run. Fuck it. Let him run. Who cares? If he runs 10 yards a play, Dude. that's better than an 80-yard bomb to Hill over the top. You, they're still going to win. Right. Yeah, you drop eight, they're just going to run Clyde Edwards-Hilaire all game, and he's going to get fucking yeah, 7.5 yards. But if carry. you make the Chiefs have a 16-play drive, I mean, at least you're taking out almost 10 minutes of the quarter. Yeah, but then you don't have enough time for to score on the other end. It's only one, like 10 minutes of one quarter. you still got a whole half. I mean, just take the ball down and you know, but the one thing Den- the one thing Kansas City's defense is good at is rushing the passer so they get up once they get up on you it's basically a wrap because you can't run the ball you have to throw it and what do they do best they rush the passer and they turn the ball over because they have good DBs and they have good uh defensive ends yeah I think Jerry Judy feasts this game too no no I mean yeah because of garbage time probably but the same 
backdoor coverage. Right All right, so Tiffany, we haven't heard from you yet. I mean, I don't have a lot to say about this game. Like, I, I do think the 14 is a lot, um, especially for a divisional matchup in primetime. But it's Kansas City. They're playing against a very bad Denver team. I don't like it, but I'm taking Kansas City. All right. Well, that really brings us into a Monday doubleheader in the NFL. And, you know, thank you, NFL, for putting the first game at two o'clock Pacific time. It's so conductive to all of our work schedules. But, uh, you know, our first first game brings us uh, to two division leaders. We've got the Washington football team uh, visiting the 11 and 0 Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I'm going to start this one off, and I'm, I'm going to say that Washington has really impressed me over the last two weeks, but we have to remember that they are playing some really shitty teams. We've got the Burrowless and the Mixonless Bengals, and we've got the Dallas Cowboys, and anytime they've really played either a playoff level or that kind of fringe mediocre team, they've gotten their asses handed to them. So I think it's going to be a, a really interesting game. Pitt's going to win. Um, I, I don't think I'm betting on it because of the nine and a half. If it was at nine, I'd, I'd probably do it. It could at least get the push. But uh, how do you guys like this one? Ben, don't you, didn't you like uh, the Bengals to cover 11 and a half against the Dolphins? No. Yes, I did. I did. <laughs> hey, you were on, you were on the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. and, and you said, you said, and I quote, I, I could be wrong on this quote, but you said, that so it's not a quote. <laughs> the yeah. Bengals always keep it close, right? They always fight yes. till the end. But here you are knocking the Washington football team for, you know, beating yeah. the Bengals. That the, they they beat them, but they they covered. Are, were burrowless and they were they without Nixon. So I don't see them even coming they close made that to game a Pittsburgh team. Alex Smith is three and zero against the spread as a starting quarterback of the Washington football team. This is a great story. I don't have any stats. Oh, right. The fucking Disney story. Here we go. (laughs) Dude, it's a Disney movie, bro. I'm already right. Not only about, yeah, not only about Alex Smith, but about Ron Rivera, Riverboat Ron. I think Connor's likely out. Washington's first against the pass. Uh, Steelers coming off a short week. I like Washington here with the points. Um, Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm writing. Washington's like my favorite team right now. And, you know, Cardinals are my team, but Washington's my adopted team for the rest of the year. It's a bad yeah. team I'm, to I'm, adopt. Did that change next week? It's <laughs> not. <though>. It'll <laughs> change not next week. Adopt. Don't worry. Listen, listen. The, the one factor in this game that's going to change it is Alex Smith. All right. Like when here the, we go. The Washington play. Dude. Who were who were we talking last week about him not even being able to walk he's, and he's and three and zero against the spread. Alex though. Smith is made Washington's offense legitimate. That is something to know. Legitimate. It's against shit teams. But okay, Pittsburgh hasn't played anyone good either. Like so oh, here we go. Anyway, <laughs> so here we go. So nine and a half points. First off, nine and a half points oh, is man. way too many points to be giving up to a defense like uh, Washington has. You know, first in the league against the pass. Uh, but on top of that, we just saw t- uh, today because we recorded this on Wednesday. Ben makes the dumbest decisions near the goal line. That first drive, hey, now. that interception that he threw to literally <laughs> absolutely no one but the Ravens linebacker, like you, he does that consistently. Like He always is doing that. And as a future Hall of Fame quarterback, 
Like, you can't make those mistakes, especially against a defense that's as good as Washington. And Alex Smith, on top of that, has looked great. Now, I don't know if he's going to be able to do it against Pittsburgh's defense, as Pittsburgh's defense gets to the quarterback. Um, but Antonio Gibson is looking like the real deal. Yeah, and he's the perfect nice. combo uh, for Alex Smith because – Smith loves to dump it off to the running back. I mean, he did that for a living in uh, Kansas City when he had Kareem Hunt. Uh, he did that in uh, San Francisco when he had Frank Gore to dump it off to. Like, he's made a living off hitting those running backs in open space and letting them do their magic, right? Uh, and he's got McLaurin on the outside. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a lot better and closer game than everyone's getting credit for. And Washington is playing well. They're playing the best in the NFC East right now. For sure. Um, so it's the NFC East, though, <laughs> right? But that doesn't matter, dude. That's not good. Uh, but he, Smith's good only company. been their quarterback for three games, though. You know, like he and the first game yeah. that he played, and they lost two, and they beat Dallas. They lost Tiffany, who are you? They lost one by a fifty-nine yard oh, field sorry, goal. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I was actually originally on Pittsburgh here, but um, Washington has been impressive lately. Like you guys said, like. Alex Smith is three and zero against the spread. Let's go. They have, I know. Against I know. Dallas, oh Cincinnati, my God, you guys, Detroit. It doesn't Dallas matter, dude. Against the ATS is the ultimate. The spread is there for a reason. Yeah. It's an equalizer. If you're three and zero as the equalizer against the equalizer, yeah. Dude, the nine and a, the nine and a half is a lot. It is. Um, it is. Okay, so then okay, let's so go against the spread. About, You've got see, so the Steelers who are eight and three against the spread. Yeah, but they didn't. Got they didn't cover okay. today. So let's they talk didn't about cover the, Let's talk about the Steelers for a second. They beat the Jaguars, the Bengals, the Cowboys, <laughs> like the Eagles, the Texans. Okay, let's the talk Broncos, about Washington. The Giants. But like, we're not saying Washington's going to win the game. <laughs> you got to look at trends. We're just saying though. they're going to cover the nine and It's not even going to be fucking close. Nah, dude, you're dude. You you really think that Pittsburgh is gonna blow them out of the water here, Ben? I do, at least by another shot. So is this is this your best bet, Ben? One of your best bets? No, it's not. Okay, so you're not that confident about it, huh? Uh, no, I, I like my other best bets better. But I might throw okay. this on my best bet, Fuck. actually. Let's put a shot bet on it. I'm down. Right, it's right, one on three bet. here. Shot All right. Bet. Well, then right. we're Pittsburgh taking versus Washington. We're taking away our other shot bet because there's no way I'm putting two shots on the line. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Oh, that, that doesn't sound like somebody's too confident. <laughs> no, I'll here. switch. Oh, I'll oh. switch to this. I'll switch. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pretty confident in this game, too, dude. I like okay, Washington. Okay, let's do it. Right, We're going to go the Washington football team plus nine and a half with Jordan, Eddie, and Tiffany against me. Y'all are going to be taking shots, Dude, taking uh, Pittsburgh at nine minus nine. And like, a half. you know, if like, just for like, I'm actually going to go down on Sunday and put 10 bucks money line on Washington just because oh, then you're going to be down a shot and 10 bucks. That's a great so money line, but <laughs> yeah, I like, them. I like, I like the like money line. <laughs> oh man. Well, <laughs> I hope you didn't Pittsburgh's want Starbucks lose week. at some point. But to the let's Bills. move Why on. Why not be the Washington? Washington? Alex Smith, let's, baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> let's move on to the second game of the doubleheader. We've got the Buffalo Bills heading into San Fran. Oh, wait, no. They're oh heading gosh. into Glendale, Arizona, thanks to the Santa Clara County ban on contact sports. So 49ers will be calling Glendale home for two weeks, and they will be hosting the Buffalo Bills Right now, the Bills are favored by two and a half points. 
Tiffany, who do you like in this one? I'm hoping it's your Niners. My team. Of course I like the Niners. Um, Fuck the Niners. Whoa, chill. Okay. We're, friend, <laughs> we're friends now because we're playing at your guys' stadium. Um, oh, that's true. But they looked great against the Rams last week, you guys, and the Rams have been rolling. Mullins looked solid their defense looked great they had a pick six i think debo really does something for their offense i'm super stoked that he's back and the niners have some momentum going into this game i already said the bills are the real deal which i definitely stand by but hold up hold up hold up hold up hold up, hold up. Oh, yeah i'm hearing like a click this. yeah there's like yeah. a click from Did me you talk again yeah yeah when yeah. you talk oh, did you like lean on your cord I... or something no unplug your mic and plug it back oh, in man. Oh, you're good. It's working pretty good. It's just like a little glitch. I'll see. Hold on. Now I have to change my settings. Better. Oh, no, yeah, you're good now. Yeah, I don't hear it at no, all. You're good. Okay, now I can hear you guys. So now I have to do my okay. whole spiel again. Yeah, <laughs> you're good though. Hey, now yeah. you you know it exactly what you're going to say perfectly. Great. Yeah, I heard it and then I was like, oh, fuck, is it just me? Okay, this headset obviously isn't working, so I need to get a better one. No, it was totally fine until so right weird. Then. That's right so then. weird. Nothing yeah. happened. Yeah, you're good. Okay. It's it's good. So do I just start? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, my team, the Niners looked great against the Rams last week, you guys. And the Rams have been playing really good. Like Mullins looked solid. Their defense looked good. They had a freaking pick six, which was amazing. Um, Debo's back. And I think Debo really does something for the Niners offense. Like, Agreed. you know, just like they just looked amazing. Like a lot of momentum. Um, that was a great divisional matchup and they came out on top. Um, but I think that's going to give them a lot of momentum going into this game. I do still stand by that the Bills are the real deal, but I think they're going to lose this one. Bills lose this one and they win next week. So I'm going Niners. Uh, so originally when we were talking about this, I was on the Bills, uh, but after doing a little bit of research, I think I'm actually going to change my mind. Um, I don't pick the Niners often. So, uh, Thank but you, Eddie. the thing is, like is that what the Niners do well is like the opposite of what the Bills do well. And what I mean is this, like the Niners are fourth in the NFL in passing yards allowed a game and Buffalo seventh in the league in passing yards where Buffalo allows 129 yards a game on the ground. And all the Niners can do offensively is run the ball. Uh, so though with a, it's going to be a battle of like strength on strength as far as the bills offense goes and the bills offense can't run it. Uh, Singletary doesn't look good. Uh, and I always Moss, I think I almost forgot uh, Moss. He's a, he's turning into like a goal line back. Uh, which I hope doesn't that doesn't become his career. Uh, but also the Niners at home, they're not very good, right? They're one and four. But lucky for them, they're not they're not really at home, at home. technically. <laughs> so, and they're four and two on the road this year. So um I don't know. I, I like I said I don't really pick the Niners much and I think Mullins is awful. Um I don't think he's a good quarterback at all. And he looks very uncomfortable uh in the pocket all the time. But Debo Samuel is a monster. Uh, he looks like he's playing a different game out there. And, uh, yeah, I just – I think that the Niners – I think they have a better coach, too. Yep. So, with all, all that on top of it. Oh, fuck. <laughs> how could you say that? How could you, like, shake your head and disagree? You're every week – Sean McDermott. Sean McDermott. Time out. Time out. I don't want to hear about Dick McDermott yet. 
Listen, I don't want to hear it with McNamara. Last week, you just said that Shanahan go. is a mastermind. You blah, did blah, blah, say that, Jordan. Stuff. He's when, not a better player. Yeah, he's not a better well coach played. than McDermott. Though. Yeah, he's better than McDermott, dude. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. How many no, Super Bowls no, no, no. He to? said. He said last how many, week. How many, that... how many Super Bowls Colin Shanahan have? One, he, I said Ben. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Dude, he went to the Super Bowl because of his defense. He's not even a defensive coach. The Niners' offense last year was really good. They could run the ball on anybody. Oh, they yeah. Hit the Packers yeah, they could they run ran the ball all over when, when they needed to do. They blew Running is a part of the offense. Because their quarterback couldn't throw the ball. So Fair. Okay. Jeez. <laughs> Dude, well, didn't have Sean McDermott it, is a great – Sean McDermott I'm not saying McDermott's not a good coach. I'm saying that Shanahan's a better coach. No. No, 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 no. Yeah, and no, again, no, you can go back to strength on strength. Like Shanahan is an offensive genius, and McDermott so, and is McDermott's a phenomenal a defensive, defensive guru. Exactly. So, like, it goes back to my point of strength on strength. It's just I just I don't know. Niners, uh, Niners are getting healthier. You know, I don't know. I just think the Niners win this game. No, no way. And you, you're talking about Singletary and Moss not being shit. And then last week they just had their best game. Yeah. But, Okay. Who did they play last week? I don't know. The remember. Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers can't stop anybody on the ground. I mean, I'm going to quote you on this one. You or I could run through that line and probably gain 100 yards. I never said that about the Chargers. <laughs> Ever. I never said that about the Chargers. No, but you have but said, I did say oh, that. Man. I did say that about the Niners. They, do, they are able to run the ball. The problem is, is that the Bills are still a good defensive team, and McDermott's going to – He's going to game plan for that specifically, just like he did last week against the Chargers, dude. But they're like 26 in the NFL and stopping the run. It doesn't matter. He's able to game plan for specific type games, dude. Sean McDermott's a great coach. Buffalo Bills are getting healthy on defense as well. And we saw that last week. You know, they they beat the Chargers by 10 points, and the Chargers were never really in that game because they kept turning, they kept turning um, Justin Herbert over. Dude, I... I just I can't take the Niners here, and you know I've I've been on the Niners all along. Uh, Kyle Shanahan is great. Like, no, I I bet on the Niners in that Packers game. You know, barring the COVID shit, I've I've been on the Niners a lot because I do like Kyle Shanahan. He's a great offensive mind. He finds ways to run the ball all the time. But I think that this kind of game, um, you know, against a guy like Sean, Mc, Sean McDermott could be that kind of um, that balance and obviously Buffalo is a better football team overall. Like I don't think any of oh, us yeah. would argue. Yeah, they are. Yeah. No, no. So if are. it's less 100%. than a if it's less than a field goal, I have to take Buffalo minus two and a half. Yeah. Well, we were also you know really big on the Niners not winning last week, which is part of the reason why I've been a little bit. I to be honest, this is a pick 'em game for me, um, but I'm I'm somewhat leaning the Niners here. But, I mean, both teams really do have something to play for this week. You've got the Niners, who are currently sitting in seventh place in the conference, and you've got the Bills, who are looking for home field advantage in the playoffs. So, you know, both of these teams are really going to be fighting out there. And this could really be a make or break, you know, for each of their individual reasons, you know, week for for both teams. Yeah, this – I mean, this is definitely a close game, yeah, yeah. like – I've bounced back and forth on this game like a hundred times. 
and ultimately, it's funny because it came to which head coach, coach I like better, and I like Sean McDermott. <laughs> That's <laughs> actually the exact reason why I picked the Niners. It was which nice. head coach I like better. So, does that sound like a shot bet I'm between you two? Oh no, my no, god! No, no. I don't ever bet on my Oliver. No, no, no. All right. <laughs> Well, let's move on to the last game of the week. And I mean, shit, this should have been the Thursday night game. We've got two XFL teams going <laughs> at it on Tuesday. I love uh, it. I, mean, I don't want to even talk about this game. It's going to suck so much. But uh, I mean, I guess we have to. Dallas is heading into Baltimore. I mean, I'm surprised this game isn't a pick em, but uh, right. Vegas seems to like Baltimore. Uh, pick em? Isn't Lamar Jackson? Oh, he's not playing? No, he's, no, he's not oh. back. Yep. Hold on. So is, uh, is RG three out too? Yeah. No, who's the guy that came in? Comes up afterwards. Trace, Trace McSorley, dude. Penn dude, State McS- legend. Yeah. At least he came. At least he scored. Yeah, I'm like a lucky ass <laughs> touchdown, dude. <laughs> Todd Eagles cover. Hey, I'll take it all day. I took on ten and a half. So. All right. Know. So Jordan, who do you like in this game? Uh, I mean, to be honest, like I don't have enough information to really dissect this game right now because I don't know who's playing quarterback for Baltimore. And that's a huge uh, thing for this. Like, I don't know if I'm willing to give what I saw from Baltimore's quarterback seven points on anybody today. Like that shit was atrocious. RG3 threw for like 25 yards in three quarters. Awful. Yep. It was it was ugly, dude. It was absolutely ugly. Trace McSorley looked like shit. He got a lucky ass uh, touchdown. He threw a fucking fifteen yard hook route to Hollywood Brown. Hollywood Brown made like a spectacular catch because it was thrown way out of his catch radius. So the Pittsburgh defender didn't even like try to go up because he didn't even think they do was gonna catch it. And then he ran right by him for a touchdown. It was a free touchdown. If Lamar Jackson does not play this game. I don't even know who I would take with minus seven plus seven. Sound like you're taking Dallas. Maybe I might take Dallas, but I don't know if I could take Dallas because I don't trust any of their quarterbacks. Can't trust Dallas at all. And if, if Eddie is on point with his analysis of Baltimore and how like they really don't care anymore, I don't know how I could, even remotely bet on Baltimore without Lamar Jackson. See, but Dallas is allowing 32 points I a know. game. Like, that's tough. And they've played a lot yeah. of shitty teams, too. I mean, you guys are right. That's why it's so tough because, I mean, Eddie makes great points about Baltimore, about <clears throat> their, like, mental fortitude at this point. I mean, they're 6-5. and five. At one point, they were, what, 6-2? and two? They're on a three-game losing streak, right? So, I mean, dude, this game is tough right now. I yeah. don't even know. So one thing I did want to look at, you coin. know, in, in my research was after Dak's injury, you know, what what has that spread been for Dallas? And, you know, including a three-point win against Miami, the Dallas Cowboys have aver- have averaged losing by 16 <laughs> points. So that's that's part of the reason why I like Baltimore by seven here. Yeah. I mean, Dallas is horrible against the spread. I I contemplated taking Dallas for like a hot second. And then I woke up from fantasy land and was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> you don't take <laughs> Dallas ever. Never a good idea. And you take the other team, which happens to be the Ravens here. So I'm on the Ravens. 
Are they auto-fade like the Jets? Uh, Jets aren't even auto-fade. Dallas is, for sure. What do you mean? I just lost a freaking show. Oh, uh, sorry, Moneyline auto-fade. Wait, you think... Oh uh, yeah. Oh yeah. No, Dallas, Dallas on money the money line. line absolutely not. Fade. You're just. You'll just. They're not going to win another game. No, I wouldn't even yeah. have to look at their schedule to tell you that they're. Maybe against the Giants <laughs> if they play. No, the I would game. take the Giants over Dallas, hundred percent. At Dallas. Yep. <laughs> Without Daniel Jones. Yeah, this is a tough game, man. Eddie, what do you think, dude? Because you have some strong opinions about Baltimore, which I actually like. Am starting to agree with. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to, uh, wildcat protest this game. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in either one of these teams. Uh, Baltimore, I couldn't believe it looked worse without Lamar Jackson in there. Um, <laughs> oh which, my God. like in all fairness, like the defense, like played pretty good, uh, against, uh, Pittsburgh, but, but Pittsburgh gave them opportunities. Like, I don't know. Uh, the game was very unimpressive uh, this uh, today, and uh, both these teams, uh, Dallas, you can't, you don't have no idea what's going to happen. They also look like they've kind of checked out a little bit. I mean, that Thanksgiving game was embarrassing, um, and like I've been saying with Baltimore, I don't think they're in the the right headspace. I don't think the team's on board. I don't think they're buying what Harbaugh's selling anymore. Um, so, with that being said, I, I'm actually gonna um, probably take my wife out to dinner on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky her. <There> <laughs> hey, to answer your guys' question, the Dallas Cowboys have this Baltimore game, then they go to Cincinnati, then they host San Francisco and the Eagles, and then they finish up the season in New York against the Giants. No, I wouldn't. Do they get a double? I don't. I Do they get a take w? Uh, maybe against yep. the Eagles. Because the Eagles are no. as bad. No, the Eagles are not as bad as the well, Come on Carson now. Wentz is pretty bad. Carson Wentz is very bad. Okay, so who <laughs> would you take with Jordan on this one? Eagles are not as bad. Who would you take right now, Carson Wentz or uh, Andy Dalton? Carson Andy Wentz. Dalton. Wentz. You think? Eight days out Wentz of the week. I would never take, Car- so? I would never take I w- Carson Wentz. Yeah, Wentz ever. still has that athletic ability, dude. His, his offensive line is dark. They went, they went three bad. and <laughs> out like 12 times. Yeah, because they're often – dude, the Seattle's defensive line is in the backfield by the time right. – And on top of that. Even then, Carson Wentz couldn't make dude, a play. Dude, his play calling. He may, uh, dude, he right. two we're moving way too far off. That and was if Vegas, we're going rigged. to be talking about <laughs> oh, – If we're going to be talking – Excuse <laughs> me. If we're going to be talking about who we're taking, we are going – to move to our fantasy draft. This kind of sounds so like the presidential week, debate. We are, yeah, <laughs> serious. We are going to be picking our QB running back, wide receiver, tight end, and kicker. I don't want to tell everybody what happened last week. It was just a repeat. Wow. We had <laughs> Tiffany take the W again. again. Uh, and then uh, right behind Tiffany by like 27 Dude, points right was uh, Eddie. It's embarrassing. <laughs> I had my quarterback and at then, zero, and I still finished second. That's well, awesome. you picked Derek yeah, Carr, so you were asking for that. Yeah. Yeah, you're lucky you got Chubb last <laughs> week. He got all your points. But then uh, I followed a, a point and a half behind you. Then Jordan was right behind that. Uh, so week, uh, let's see, week 12, the first round pick goes to Jordan. Week 13. Week 13. 
All right, and with the first pick, I am going to take Nick Chubb. I finished third, so I get second pick. I'm going to take Devontae Adams. Since somehow I finished second, I still don't understand how that happened. I'll be taking Calvin (laughs) Cook with my first pick. I am the winner once again by a mile. (laughs) So with the fourth pick, I will take Patrick Mahomes. And then coming back around to me again, I will take Austin Eckler. Overthinking that Eckler pick is going to cost yeah, you. Right. Well, maybe. Well, I'm just going to go with the hottest player in the world right now and just take Tyreek Hill. And his 15 targets again. I'm hoping for 150 yards this week, so I'm going to go King Henry. And I think Hill's going to get a lot of attention. I think it's going to open up the middle of the field. So I'm going to take Travis Kelsey. I think it's the highest anyone's taking a tight end this year. Could be. I'm going to swing it back third round. I'm going to take, let him cook, Russell Wilson. Um. I'm going to go with Mr. 1.6 points last week. <laughs> Didn't put a touchdown on the board, but uh, but they're playing the Jets, so I'm going to go with Derek Carr. Noise, noise. And uh, I'm just going to go stick with probably potential MVP this year and go with uh, Aaron Rodgers. MVP? I don't know about that. Maybe. Maybe. And then I love Tennessee so much this week that I'm taking A.J. Brown. And then... <laughs> 35 points for AJ Brown this week. And then back around to me, I'm going to take Waller for my tight end. Nice. Uh, so uh, I'm going to do a little curveball here, and I'm going to actually take uh, Robert Tyne from Green Bay. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, one of the top actors on the field. Uh, and I'm gonna do Young uh, uh, Hoku. It was the worst acting <laughs> job, but he got the penalty, so I guess good for the him. kicker, dude. Damn I just wanted, you know, when they go to like yeah, kicker camp, they should just teach him if someone's rolling on the ground, take a step towards them and then fall over. Genius, sure. dude. Got him the first down. Stupid. He's a All genius. Right, Jordan, fourth pick of the fourth round. Taking Cooper Cup against my Cardinals, and then I'm gonna bring it back, and I'm gonna take. Uh, a guy that won me a fantasy week before. I'm gonna take Sanders from Miami. I don't even. I don't know if his first name is Jason or Justin, but <laughs> whatever it is, he's Jason. Taking him. That's okay. I, I don't know my player's first name here, but uh, I needed my tight end, and uh, he's got a good matchup this week, so I'm gonna go Hawkinson. TJ. 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 Yeah. Uh, then we're just gonna go uh, Daniel Carlson, uh, kicker for the Raiders. And then I'm gonna go with Chris Boswell, kicker for Pittsburgh. He sucks. No, he doesn't. By the way, he's awful. <laughs> he missed an extra point today. For the fourth time this We don't year. need extra points. We need field goals. He'll miss those too. <laughs> all right. You guys, you guys well, are throwing a lot of shade for someone who's beating all y'all by like 75 points. We are, <laughs> but you know, Here's the thing. You, know, you know where you're not winning you that the what? first half. And yes. What am I, oh, best bets. <laughs> You're not winning the best bet. So that's that. <laughs> so that's we're gonna head there this week. All right, it's okay, I'm heading, not either. We're heading into best bets. This is the best segment of the show because this is the segment where we 
win you money either by fading. I, I them. don't know about that. Hey, but if you're fading, <laughs> okay, by fading me, yeah, yeah, you make fade. a lot of money. If you're fading right. Eddie, you know Eddie and Ben. Eddie is seven and twelve. Ben is six and fourteen on their best bet. So if you're fading them, you are winning some good money. Tiffany, you ain't doing much better over there, girl. You are two and four on your best bet. Horrible. Me, on the other hand, if you are following me, you are winning some money because I am 11 and 9, over Not 500. Much, Not much, but hey, we over 500, so we are positive. So if you were putting even number units, you are winning money. Last week, Eddie, you gave him Casey minus three. I should have won both that of these, by the way. Loser. You should have. Casey definitely took their foot off those guys. Yep. And you had the Raiders, Atlanta Falcons, over 55 and a half. That was a massive L, all due to your Las Vegas Raiders. Not <laughs> Atlanta must hit them that themselves. They did. Yep. And you had the New York Giants or, uh, versus Cincinnati under 43. That was a winner. You also gave us the Browns minus six and a half against the Jaguars. And tough. Mr. Giraffe himself, that was a loser. Tiffany. Man, uh, you had a good week. You had a decent week, though. You went 500. Woo! That's not a bad week. You had Cardinals minus two and a half. You jinxed my team. I'm blaming you for the loss. That was not good. But you had Saints. You had Saints minus six, and you got really, 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 really lucky that oh, they were on. Oh, come on. That, that was Bron a great pick. <laughs> but Saints minus six, winner. So let's start off with you, Tiffany. What are your best for this week. I already said it. I love Tennessee minus five and a half over the Browns. Uh, their defense is rolling. Their offense Fade is it. rolling. Um, Tannehill to AJ Brown all day. Derrick Henry is going to have a monster game. The Browns are a freaking fraud team. Tennessee minus five and a half. I love it. And then my other best bet, Packers minus nine and a half over Philly. Like, I don't even have to explain it here. Um, Aaron Rodgers is going to put 45 points over Philly. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if Philly scored one touchdown and that's it. Easy money minus nine and a half. Nice. I love it. Over, gang. I love it. I love that Packers bet, too. Eddie, where are you going this week? Uh, so... I was going to take one game, but I noticed somebody else was also taking it. So uh, we're going to have to do a little uh, audible here. Um, but the uh, first game that you can I, still take, I guess I could, but that's not fun. Uh, so two people get W's or two people get L's in the case of what happened like last, last week. week. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, all right. So let's see. So stretching. I, I do. I have to stretch because I'm now uh, confused on what I think I'm going to do here. But uh, the first game that I'm actually going to be taking uh, is Washington plus nine. Uh, I was going to take the under for this game, but it hasn't been listed yet because Steelers just played. So um, I can't take the under, although I would love to take the under in this game. It'll probably be 43 and a half. That's what I'm thinking. If that's the case, I'd still love the under. So, but since I don't have that those facts yet, I guess I can't use it. Um, and then the second bet that I will be taking is the Seahawks giving eight and a half to the Giants. Uh, without Daniel Jones, the Giants don't have much offense. Uh, so, again, we're gonna go Seahawks minus eight and a half. 
Washington football team plus nine. Nice. Love it. Ben. Yep. It's your time, dude. Oh, yeah. Mr. I'm switching. Ballin Ben Larson. It's time yep. to give out some winners, bro. We're, hey, we need to give this man super positive energy. Let's go, Ben. Six and 14. <laughs> Let's go, Ben. It's time to turn hey. it around this week. Hey, you said I was shit earlier with my one and one, but then said Tiffany did okay with her one and one. So <laughs> that's okay. Tiffany I'm going to go money line two and oh this I week. I make it look good. I'm going to go two and oh. <laughs> hey, I won both of those money bets, but hey. I am going 2-0 this week. Y'all are going to go 0-2. I'm calling it now. Um, and I'm I'm changing gangs between games here. I'm going to go under gang for my first bet, and then I'm going to go over gang for my second bet. My first bet is going to be Rams and Cardinals under 48.5. Their Ds are holding teams to a combined 43 points, although their average score is 51 points uh, per game combined. That's with a healthy Kyler. And we saw Kyler's performance against the Patriots and the Seahawks, where they only averaged 19 points compared to the 27.6 that they normally put up. Rams D, I mean, along with Aaron Darnold, has been just, they've been maniacs. And that really just means low points. So Rams and cards under 48 and a half. And I got to put my, uh, my over gang shirt on for this one. Uh, Browns and Titans, I'm going to go over 53 and a half points. We talked about this earlier. Both of these teams are going to be putting up points, and both of these teams are going to be running all over each other. I mean, combine these teams run for over 320 yards a game, and it's it's going to be more than that this week. I'm looking at King Henry. I'm looking at Chubby. I'm looking at Hunt to have 100-plus yard games, all three of them with at least four oh. touchdowns between the three. So that's that's already 28 points. You give Tannehill, you give Mayfield, I mean, maybe a touchdown or two, and then you give Tennessee D a pick six because you know Baker is going to throw one. So Browns and Titans, <laughs> over 50 and a half, 53 and a half, easy. I like it. All right, those those are some good picks, Ben. Those are some good picks. Hopefully this positive energy will give you 2-0. and o. Last week hasn't worked before. Last week, I gave y'all Houston minus three versus Detroit. That was a W. And I was with Eddie on the over 55 and a half with the Raiders. That was an L. I should have known when Eddie agreed with me not to do that. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to head in here. These are my two best bets of the week. I love the Colts minus three against Houston. I think this is a perfect bounce back spot. Division rival. Houston's going to get it. I mean, uh, Colts are going to get it done. They're going to be able to run the ball. They got the Forrest Buckner back and to be able to get after Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson has no, I can't even name you a receiver he's throwing to. I love the Colts minus three here. Let's lock that up. My second best bet of the week. I'm jumping back on the Raiders, Eddie, because they are going to bounce back huge here. I like the over 47 because I like the Raiders to score over 40 in this game. I think they have a big offensive week here. I love the Raiders Jets over 47. I'm locking that up all day. Let's go. I love it. I took that on tap room. So So it's an L. All right. (laughs) Hey, I'm good on tap room. Don't worry. Um, all right, so we had a great podcast. We had some great bets. I mean, we got to have a new winner in fantasy. <laughs> but uh, thank you, everybody, At for listening. Point. to. Uh, we definitely will. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to the APR. 
aka the annexation of Puerto Rico podcast. Make sure to check out our website at www.taproomsportspodcast.com slash APR, where we have all of our individual picks for each and every game of the week. Don't forget to stop by and subscribe to Taproom underscore sports on Twitter at Taproom Sports Podcast for Instagram and the Taproom Sports Podcast Facebook page for all of your APR and football posts. And now that we got that out of the way, it's time. Tiffany took the W <laughs> this week. Do you even have anything and man, to talk about? No, this week? I don't. I thought, <laughs> I, I thought I was tired of hearing Eddie winning. So, I mean, Eddie won once. starts now. Eddie won twice at the beginning of the year. We had to hear him talk about Raiders and oh, more Raiders God. and more I have Raiders. nothing. I didn't prepare anything to say this week. Um, well, you got I know minute, so I'm go. going. Um, but now that I'm up like 75 points on you guys, I'm thinking like I should probably write my autobiography and then just like give a little bit oh, and a little bit gosh. each week. <laughs> um, but I didn't prepare that this week. So I will just leave this with you guys like maybe strategize with each other on i have um, a line of no hair in my chin (laughs) okay there we go (laughs) strategize with eddie on how he can grow hair on his chin and that's it (laughs) all right so we've we've got some homework for the week we've got some good football fantasy picks we've got some great bets so make sure to check out the taproom sports podcast with jordan and i always dropping for that monday morning commute check out steady eddie on the waiver wire for those last minute fantasy picks and last but not least check out tiffany's picks at picks by chicks on instagram all right so how did those locks do last week locks were an l i will give you that all right, so Damn, we've got Steady Eddie. You can go watch Little Giants on Hulu this week. Go ahead and check it out. Oh, I, yeah, I love yeah. Little Giants. All right, so I'm, I'm going to re- restart that one over. So we've got Steady Eddie. We've got Jordan. Ta- stacks on stacks on stacks. Let's, and we've got Tiffany from Picks by Chicks. I'm Big Bowen, Ben Larson. We will see you next week. Those stacks ain't pancakes.